know, the lesson that we will tell ourselves and remind ourselves every time a flashy advertising campaign or opportunity comes up is don't go chasing billboards and buses. This is Finding Your Venture, episode number seven. Use math to make your marketing decisions. So for most companies, marketing is just a giant math problem. I just read that Kylie Jenner's phone is the entire marketing department for her billion dollar cosmetics company, but that's not normal. All the startups that exist in the real world make better investments in marketing by testing and tracking and adjusting along the way. You can map a customer's journey from the time they learn about you until they become a customer. And when you know the number of potential customers at each stage, then you can test the best ways to coax them through the journey faster. Good marketing does this efficiently. Bad marketing doesn't. In class, you'll learn more about a sales funnel, marketing channels, and media ratios. Together, these form a foundational language for startups to make informed decisions about how to spend their time and money acquiring customers. The numbers can be really basic when you're starting out, and then they grow in complexity as the business grows. I asked Rishi Narayan to share a story about using numbers to make better marketing decisions, and he actually tells a really funny story about not tracking and not using numbers and how it came back to bite him. Rishi's probably best known as the owner of Underground Printing, which is a custom apparel printing company with headquarters in Ann Arbor. Rishi also teaches e-commerce at the University of Michigan Center for Entrepreneurship and is an active angel investor. As you'll hear in the story, he also is a co-owner of the local professional soccer team, AFC Ann Arbor. Rishi's story is hilarious, and I hope you like it. So after running a business for many years, I dipped back into the startup world when actually through one of my customers with underground printing uh, detroit city football club and they are a minor league soccer team fourth tier for those of you that are fans of lower league soccer and they have an amazing product on the field very passionate fans it's a great experience after going to one of their matches got really into it and felt like oh this is something we should be able to do in ann arbor uh, this would be a lot of fun Sometime later, I met a, a nice guy, an engineer, soccer dad, who was trying to do this, and we got to talking. He didn't really know, you know, he needed some help. I had a lot of friends and connections, and immediately after meeting him, I made some phone calls, got some other people that were really into the idea, and we decided to start a minor league soccer team. Not to bore everyone with all the details, but the name is AFC Ann Arbor. We currently play in the... NPSL, National Premier Soccer League. But we're a we're startup, small company. I mean, it's a business. It sounds cool because it's a sports team and, you know, I'm a sports team owner. But, you know, the thing that I really liked was it took me back to my roots. So in the first year, we played at Pioneer High School. Uh, that's a, actually a very big stadium. We played in the football stadium. It's a, has a 5,000 seat capacity. And we we promoted the hell out of it. And boots to the pavement, talked it up, you know, went to papers and online articles, Facebook, put it all out there, really ground it out. And we also, you know, Ann Arbor and Michigan in general actually is a very big youth soccer state. Ann Arbor is a big youth soccer town. And we worked real hard to get out to all of the uh, youth clubs and got them really excited. Our players, a lot of them were coaches in the systems. And so that really lent itself to the whole product. And we had pretty good numbers, really great attendance that first year. And uh, I think, you know, it wasn't to rival, say, a Grand Rapids or Detroit, who also had teams. But, you know, we did some math and we felt like the percentage of people in our DMA or our Washtenaw County really rivaled what, what they were seeing from a 
you know, capacity versus population. So we thought, okay, this is going really well. So that first year, we make some changes. We, we actually were in a different league that first year, and we moved to a, a bigger, better league, this NPSL that we're in right now. And we feel like, okay, we got to step it up. We need to get more fans. We need to build the culture. We need to grow the fan base because that's what other teams are doing. That's what the, the people, the teams that, we're, that we look up to, that's what we're trying to strive to be. We're trying to get to them. And to get to them, we need more people in the stands. That's how we do that. So how are we going to do that? Well, you know, we're in Ann Arbor, and uh, there are some local companies that really put a lot of money into billboards. To retract the name of these companies, but, you know, you'll see their billboards all over town. You must think, like, wow, they're killing it. Like, I see that stuff everywhere. They must be doing so well. Main Street and 94 and 23 and all over town, and there are these billboards. It's like, wow, the billboards must be doing great. <laughs> on the other side, you have these buses, uh, AATA buses that have advertising. And, you know, I, I love the AATA, but, you know, we have these buses driving around and billboards in, in them. Like, well, this is, this is part of the marketing strategy. We're a local, we're a local community-based company. This is how we're going to get the word out. This is going to help us help drive attendance. Mm-hmm. Well, we also learned a little bit about the cost behind <laughs> billboards and buses, and they are not cheap. They're not cheap at all, uh, especially what you would, you know, high-trafficked, highly visible billboards and, and important bus routes. So, but we don't know that. Uh, we're we're going to uh, outlay the money because we're going to increase attendance and, like, okay, we've got projections and the projections say, oh, wow, well, they're going to increase by this much, so our budget should be this much, and so we should increase our marketing spend by, by X. So we do this. We spend a, a good chunk of our overall budget forget about just our advertising budget but a, but a sizable percentage of our overall budget on billboards and buses and season rolls around and the attendance is worse than year one there's a reason they call it the sophomore slump and we hit the sophomore slump but attendance is worse and after we're doing the uh you know year two comes around and we do the post-mortem and and we lost we lost a good chunk of money and and we dive into it. It's like we spent how much money on billboards and buses? We have no idea whether anyone came to a game because they ever saw like nobody saw these things. And we I remember we like if some if one friend said, I saw so and so a billboard, we would like group text everybody, be like, Oh, someone saw the billboard. Someone saw the bus. We did it. So at the end of the day, we we had no tracking on this. We 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 had no call to action. There was nothing that allowed us to track whether they worked. And that's not actually to say that people didn't see them and were exposed to them. They may have been, but we had no clue. We had no idea. So at the end of the day, you know, the lesson that we will tell ourselves and remind ourselves every time a flashy advertising campaign or opportunity comes up is don't go chasing billboards and buses because if you can't track it then you have no idea and that spend especially a sizable spend in our case is all for naught i don't know why but i find stories about things going wrong and failure so much more interesting and instructional than things going right so rishi thanks for sharing that story about what can go wrong when you don't use math to make good marketing decisions 
Hey, so while we're on the topic of marketing, I'm gonna look at graphic design and logo design as potentially the first marketing dollars that you're gonna spend in your startup. I asked a friend who's a freelance graphic designer to share some thoughts about when it's the right time to make an investment in graphic design and what are the things that you can do yourself. Hi, my name is Casey Freshour. I am the graphic designer at Casey's Head Freelance Graphic Design. I do everything from logo design to website design. Everyone looks at logos and websites and printed materials and makes a judgment on those pieces. And in a split second, whether they know it or not, they're deciding whether or not this company is reputable by how they're presenting themselves. You should start to look into graphic design probably right before you're ready to push the product to the customer. Some people equate brand identity with a logo, but it's it's a lot more than that. Your logo is your identifying mark, but your brand is how people perceive your company. I work with a lot of startups, so I can be flexible in working with the budget that one does have. But if you're serious about your startup, you have to invest a little bit. If you're needing business cards, letterhead, envelopes designed and printed, uh, there are plenty of websites where you can go and, and design using their online tools. Uh, Moo.com does a great job with business cards. U Printing, that's the letter U, printing.com, does a great job uh, with letterhead and business cards as well. Those upfront kind of design pieces where you just need something with your logo on it to get to potential clients, that's something that you could do in-house. Um, so that's that's one a huge benefit of working with a freelancer with limited budgets is you just use me for what you need done right then and there. I've worked with a lot of in-house and freelance designers over the years, and I think Casey's advice is right on the money. It's really easy to spend a lot of money on graphic design when you have a big budget, but it's possible as a startup to be very efficient. I do think it's really important to have a logo that you're proud of and you want to share because it's something that's going to show up everywhere. And so it's not a big spend and you got a lot of bang for your buck. I almost cut this last part, but it's kind of fun, and I've used Casey a lot over the years. I really think he's great. So here's Casey one more time. I know that Rishi from Underground Printing is on this episode. Uh, I would encourage anyone that uh, is part of a student organization or has an event where they need a t-shirt design, contact me. I'll, uh, I'll give you a fair price for a design, and then uh, go to Underground Printing and get those things printed. The next episode in the series is about sales. The stories you're gonna hear are from Ted Dacko. Sales gets a terrible rap, but is unquestionably the number one most important skill in a startup. I hope you'll give it a shot.